back to the Fantasy Fam podcast. I know I am very excited to be back. It's been, I don't know, a few episodes, guys. I uh, really long. appreciate you guys. Yeah, keep it, keeping it going without me. It's been a... We are happy to have you back. Oh, great to hear because I am very happy to be here. It was a big move. Back to the uh, Big Apple, my G-men. I don't want to talk about them. Um, maybe later, but maybe not. <laughs> We're good. I'm good. Um, week one of the NFL. Not a lot of touchdown passes compared to last year, but incredibly exciting nonetheless. I mean, I was like awake at seven in the morning thinking that it, like it was it was almost game time, guys. What about you? I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I was I so excited. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, like Christmas. It's like yeah, Christmas. It was. I think it's, it's better than Christmas. Actually. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I didn't feel that way because the Jets are just, just absolutely terrible. Over. Usually, I'm I'm excited for the Jets and for fantasy, but this year was just for fantasy just because for fantasy. my team is just just the worst. I mean, they are just terrible. So <laughs> they, we'll get to them later. Gave you a little hope, I guess, playing against another team that looked pretty horrific as well. So they made them. They made the they made the Bills look like an like an all star team. They looked like all Pro Bowlers. So nobody wanted that game. <laughs> I picked the Bills in every suicide pool I had. So did I. And I may, <laughs> take, I may take the Raiders this <laughs> week. Every suicide pool. They're playing the Raiders this week, mind you. The Jets. Oh, God. The Raiders might win. <laughs> Raiders might win by 20. So, so pumped. Um, so, again, Billy Mandrake going to host this episode for this evening. Uh, we're going to go over a little week one recap. But before that, some, some, big, some big news, some high-level news. I think a majority of league's number one draft pick, David Johnson. <sighs> That's uh, it's tough to hear. I mean... Uh, Running back by committee? Do you do you pick anybody? I mean, I would I would most likely stay away from this this entire bunch of guys here. Two to three months, that's that's pretty rough. Kurt, they do they do say it's going to be by committee. They just went out and signed CJ two K. Who the hell knows what that means? It's, it's CJ question mark K. Yeah. That too. <laughs> uh, it, it's for them. They what's good for the Cardinals as a team? They actually have some solid backups, but for fantasy purposes, it's just I would I would avoid it. Maybe pick up Kerwin. Ellington showed us something a couple of years ago. I, I would avoid all of them at all costs. I think the Cardinals are going to be in a free fall this year. Larry Fitzgerald on his last legs. Carson Palmer on his last legs. Palmer looked terrible. Mm-hmm. That offensive line is just brutal. And now Yopati is injured, right, I think? I think so, so. I, yeah. I'm, I am going to sell on all the Cardinals players at this point. I do have Fitzgerald, and I will keep him for now because I do think he'll be peppered with targets. But... I, I do not want any of the running backs. And, yeah, Kerwin Williams will be out there. If, if you can get him at a cheap enough bid and you have you need that you know that running back depth, then I would say fine, sure, take him, take a flyer on him. But he's not startable just yet. It's tough. Too tough to Rough call. week for you uh, Arizona fans out there. Yeah, I'm but, sorry uh, for you. We'll, uh, we'll touch base a little bit more uh, when, we, when we discuss the game, how they, you know, looks completely terrible as the game went on. Um, so a place apparently where where players go to get injured um, these days is Baltimore. Hmm. And Danny Woodhead, uh, I was hearing initially that he was out for four to six weeks, and I think literally right before we uh, we kicked this off, now they're saying six to eight weeks. Oh, so Javaris Allen, potentially, I think he played a bunch of snaps, got a bunch of, uh, bunch of touches, so someone to keep your eye on. He got a lot of touches. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Javarius Allen, actually. Uh, Mr. Mr. Buck Allen. Buck. Um, I do, I, I like from him. Javarius. I don't. I just. He had 21 <laughs> carries. He had. Tw- he had more carries he than did. Terrence West did. He did. And Terrence West was the starter. I think that Buck Allen is really good in the pass game. He can catch a lot of passes out of the backfield. I mean, Woodhead is glass, and I am very upset that we drafted him. Um, oh. It is. It is what it is. He's a good player, but he's never. Chandelier, on the field. bro. He's never. But hey, 
I think I think the play here is, you know, like DJ, you don't go after the backups. But I think with this one, because the offense is actually a pretty good offense and they're going to rely on passing to the running back, I think that Buck Allen is a really big pickup here. So I would say he's a top pickup this week. Yeah, he's he should be. He should be your number one of your top three waiver wire pickups this week should be uh, Buck Allen because he's going to be heavily targeted in that Baltimore offense. Keep an eye on him, guys. Um, moving on to the. I mean, I was a little shocked by the outcome of this game, not from a fantasy perspective, but how the Jaguars were able to dismantle dismantle the Texans in Houston. I think coming off of Harvey, you know, you know, God bless everybody. Hopefully, you know, they're all safe and recovering. Um, JJ Watt, good job, but the Texans looked terrible. Um, Pretty bad. And Jacksonville lost their top wide receiver. I guess it's. I mean, it's terrible for him. It's not saying much since. Blake Bortles is still the quarterback, um, but Allen Robinson tearing his ACL after the season. It's uh, it, it's tough to see something like that. You're hoping for a bounce back year out of him. I I think I personally avoided him in a lot of leagues just because of the quarterback situation. Um, so I don't know what you guys think about that. Allen Hearns, does Marquise Lee? I like Marquise Lee a little bit more than Allen Hearns, just because last year towards the end of the season, Marquise Lee was getting a lot more targets. And Alan Hearns was pretty much invisible last year. Uh, who's to say it it could be different? They both um, they both could do good. Who knows? But both of them, I, I would say they're de- they're they're definitely top pickups this week. Yeah. If, well, Jaguars are going in the, the way of of the run first offense, especially with Fournette yeah. with twenty six yeah. carries in his first his first NFL game. He he played really well. We'll get to that later. But I think my my pickup for a free agency this week in your league, uh, if you have Allen Robinson or even if you don't, would be actually Allen Hearns. Um, I think Allen Hearns had a really good rep- uh, repertoire and a rapport with Blake Bortles a few, two years ago. Remember, he had 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. Very good year. Um, and I think last year he was injured. Bortles was god awful. So I think the mixture of those two thing, those two things, made it made it a little bit of a rough year for him. But without Robinson there, it's going to be the two of them. And I would I would lean Hearns over Marquise Lee just based on the fact that we've seen him get 60 receptions, a thousand yards, and 10 touchdowns. But even in even without that, it's going to be a run first team, and Bortles is just going to try to keep it in check. He's not going to air the ball out as much as he used to. Yeah, good call. He go, goes from uh, potentially being on like the scrap heap. They were talking about cutting him like a week ago. I know. Hearns to trading, start, trading him. Starting lineup, yeah, trading, dropping, <laughs> scout team. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, moving on to another you know, highly prolific uh, receiver in college, maybe, at West Virginia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin White on the Chicago Bears. I mean, now I just feel bad for the guy. That's three years in a row. With season-ending injuries, that is terrible. I don't know if you'd say he was the number one receiver because they don't really like have a receiver, but he was uh, somebody that people were drafting late as a sleeper um, with high upside, I guess. And he's uh, he is out for the season. So the Kendall Wright show. The I mean, are they going to pass to Tariq Cohen? Might be a big pickup this week. I don't know. I'm I'm going to halt the Tariq Cohen bandwagon because while I do think he is a very explosive Darren Sproles-like player, which I've said before. Uh, I do like him very much. Um, but people are going to think, wow, he's... I, I'm telling you, I heard somebody on the radio this morning on the on Fantasy XM, and they said, a caller called in and said, you know, should I drop Isaiah Crowell for Tariq Cohen? And I looked at... I was... I, I literally... Was, I couldn't believe that someone had asked that. You go from a guy that was drafted in the third round to somebody in your fantasy leagues to a guy who's undrafted in most leagues. I just... Tariq Cohen is going to have a good year, and especially if he's their only, you know, threat. 
people need to pump the brakes a little bit on him. Yeah, don't panic. Don't panic, right? It's only right. one game. Right, exactly. Don't panic. They still have Jordan Howard, and I think they could play both of them at the same time, Cohen and uh, and Jordan Howard, but let's settle down a little bit. Let's see what he does the next few weeks first. He definitely passed the eye test, so I think um, oh, yeah. just, just based on how people attack the waiver wire after week one, I think you're going to have to either go for him pretty hard or you're going to miss him. So if you have a spot on your bench, somebody else got hurt, maybe you had two or three tight ends, a, a second kicker, you weren't paying attention. I don't know. Whatever it is, he's a guy that you want to definitely try and pick up, I think. Let's um, move into some of the some of the games. Let's kick it off with the with the Thursday Patch Chiefs, the high-scoring Chiefs offense, man. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. After just living in Boston, too, in Massachusetts, like I could picture myself sitting in that office the next day, like people very quiet, a little subdued, a little concerned. Massachusetts in general is probably a little, a little upset. No, surprising, I'm not hoping this on them. But. Surprising to see. I am. Surprising yeah, I, to see. They're <laughs> just a sour Jets fan. Patriots fans are never quiet. They love talking. They love talking smack. And I, hey, I am glad they they got this. I am glad they lost their season opener to a team that looked better than they did. Chiefs, Chiefs oh. have a good That's team. Just Chiefs, they're a, they were a playoff team last year. They are a good, yeah, they're team. a good team. They have a very good defense, which was very surprising at how they shut down that offense, except for Mike Gillisley. <laughs> If you did start Mike Gillisley this week, like uh, some of us did. Some of us didn't. Uh, yep, that is right. You paid the price. You did. Anybody can trip forward for a yard, right, and score a touchdown. Yeah, three, yeah. Hey, three times. Like Blunt. Yeah. Playing in the Garrett Blunt. <laughs> let's, pass, let's pass to the five yard line, run it in every time. Oh. I think he's. I think he definitely start him every single week. After after this past week, I think there's. I think you should start him every. Week. We know his role. Because, yeah, you know the Patriots are going to throw the ball. They're going to get to the red zone and they're going to hand it off to Mike Gillisley. It's what it's going to be. And here's actually an interesting uh, stat that I uh, that I was looking up before. In the past five years, the Patriots have only lost two games in a row three times, and it happened twice last year. And then after wow. after those losses, like even after like most of their losses, they win every single game by a very good margin. So I think that they are going to yeah, they'll come back this week. I mean, they're playing the Saints, which is going to be a very high scoring game. Gonna, yeah, they're going to yeah, they're going to for that game. <laughs> They're going to put up so many points on the Saints. It's down yeah, south the too. Saints forget how to play football like yeah, they did this past Honestly, year. honestly, the best, the biggest thing about this game was Kareem Hunt. It's not, it's not the Patriots. It's not Alex Smith throwing for four touchdowns, which was incredible. It's Kareem Hunt. He just exploded out there. I mean, 148 rushing yards, uh, 98 receiving yards, three total touchdowns. He won you your week if you started him. And I think he's going to keep doing so. We'll talk about that maybe next episode on guys who we think will, you know, remain as strong as they were in week one or guys who might fizzle out. And I think Kareem Hunt is definitely one that's going to remain pretty strong. A team that's a run, you know, basically a run first offense and he's huge in the passing game. So um, I think he was the big, him and him and uh, Tyreek Hill were the main stars of, of Thursday night's game. Agreed. And hopefully you put him in your lineup too, because before Spencer Ware got hurt, I think I drafted Kareem Hunt in like the ninth to tenth round as a sleeper, right? High upside guy that you stash on the bench in case something happened. Once Spencer Ware got hurt, I think I had to pick him in like the like the third or fourth round in yeah, most of my leagues. Third. Yeah, he's exactly. going in the second. As, as it got closer yeah. to the season, the yeah. second round. Just to, so I mean, I played him in a majority of my leagues. I think mm-hmm. just since I drafted him so high, right? I tried to put all my top picks in the in the lineup, so I didn't overthink it, but. Um, he looked fantastic. That's a he lot. He, he, he got a he looked, lot of points. Yeah, yeah. He he just looked really good. I mean, that could be his ceiling. Will he have another game like that? 
he could, but that's just... Well, that's anybody a, else have a game like that. That's a very, very high <laughs> mark to set for yourself. And the same with Alex Smith, too. This is not Alex Smith. He doesn't he doesn't throw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns that's, all the yeah. time. <laughs> like, I mean, his completion is, percentage might be the same, but it's not going to be it's not gonna be for that many yards and touchdowns. Well, he was the number one quarterback this past week, right? He also did throw... Oh, I love it. 368 and four TDs. Unbelievable. One of those was Tyreek Hill was standing at, like, the 20-yard line by himself. <laughs> and then just ran it yeah, in. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and then Kareem Hunt, I believe, also one of those receiving touchdowns too. Did it? Seventy-eight yards down the middle. Wow. Exactly. So last, the last thing I would want to touch on just on this game is besides Brady having a down game, which he's not. He's going to have them from time to time. They'll but Tom be Brady fine. is. But it's Gronk. Please do not get upset with the whole Gronk situation. Gronk did have a poor game. Um, he had two receptions for thirty-three yards. But Kansas City is notoriously good against the tight end. Both their linebackers and Eric Berry, unfortunately, he got injured. But Eric Berry is great against the tight end. That's why Gronk was shut down. Do not be afraid to start him. He's still going to have a very good year. It's a shame that dude got hurt too, man. Yeah, great um, play. After everything he's been through. Oh. Love that dude, man. Love watching him play. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's thanks. Here's to a speedy recovery, pal. Moving on to the Falcons and the Bears. An incredibly low-scoring game for... I believe the Falcons average is like over 33 points a game last year. They had the number one um, offense. <laughs> Bears are Bears are an underrated defense. I've been I've been beating that drum all summer. Who knows if the Falcons are going through a little, you know, Super Bowl hangover, the worst, you know, championship comeback loss in the history of sports. Could seen. be hanging over their heads a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really but Chicago did look pretty uh, good yesterday. Yeah, Chicago yeah. unfortunately they lost Jarrell Freeman on the IR now. Yep. He's Best tackler. I saw that. Great linebacker. Um, so that's a big loss for them. But Chicago, I think this was probably one of the better games this weekend. I think they they were they were in the red zone to end the game, right? I mean, I they were. So. Yeah. They well, could have yeah. won. They, they could have won that yeah. game. But Jordan yeah. Jordan Stonehands Howard can't catch the friggin' ball. Oh. So, but I mean, yeah, I think I think it was an interesting game. I really do because the Falcons we were all expecting to come out and have you know a huge offensive production and they played okay. I mean, you know, Devonta had his touchdown, Tevin had his receptions, and Julio had a decent game. Austin but... Hooper. Austin, well, that was ridiculous. <laughs> Two catches. 88 Two yards, catches. 80 touchdown. yards. 128 yards and a touchdown. And, and I played someone who started him. He had 88. <laughs> Are you serious? He had, well, just alone, he had Antonio Brown, I think oh, the Rams defense, oh, maybe, oh, wow. and, uh, and Austin Hooper. Those three guys, I basically beat. Me. That's like fifty points. That's like sixty points right there. No, that's more. <laughs> Did you see the stiff arm that he put on that cornerback? Yeah, he snuffed him to the ground. Destroyed him. Oh, oh, oh uh, Austin Hooper on yeah, that 80-yard touchdown. Get off me! And Boom. he just like stepped over his soul and then like walked into the end zone. Basically, that was I couldn't believe it. I was screaming at that point, hanging out, you know, by myself in a subtle apartment, just yelling. So it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides uh, besides yeah, what Cohen, else? Uh, besides Cohen, I think the only other thing would be who is the wide receiver for Chicago that is going to now step up besides him? And I just I don't know. <laughs> like that's the, just the honest truth. I don't know. Zach Miller. It could be Ken, it could be Kendall Wright. It could be Zach Miller. Maybe they maybe they give Adam Shaheen some looks, mm. the rookie tight end. I don't really know. But if they don't get some weapons real quick that can catch the ball. They're going to be in trouble offensively, which we kind of saw coming a little bit. But Kevin White was just oh, – it's a shame. Two running back sets. They could throw Howard and Tariq in at the same time possibly. Howard, Howard can't catch the ball, so it has to be Tariq too. Well, true. Howard Unless just, they put Howard, Howard back there, maybe put Tariq in the slot. 
you know, That's, yeah, mess exactly. around. You never know. I, I, I agree, but having a, having a weapon like Tariq Cohen really gives you a lot of options. I think I think he's a huge weapon. I think he's Darren Sproles-esque, and I like it. I mean, I, I think he's somebody you definitely need to target on the waiver wire. Yeah. I'm picking him up in all the leagues. I don't already have him, which I do in the league with you guys. <laughs> yeah, and you didn't even know you did. You didn't even know you had him. <laughs> no, I, I did. I asked you. I asked you that on purpose. I don't think you did. <laughs> that was my uh, no because I saw that he had more points on my bench than anyone in my starting lineup. So <laughs> I was uh, you know? I was excited for the future and slightly depressed about my uh, one point defeat. Hunter Henry, thanks. Jets and the Bills. I don't think there's really much to say here, you know, except there's that Sean McCoy is going to, he's just going to get fed the football until he breaks his leg, which might happen week three, week four. I don't know. All Can't right, anybody down. getting hurt. Sean is awesome. He's, he's going. Sean McCoy is a great running back who's yeah. going to get so many targets and so many rushes, receptions. Um, the big thing for me is Blau Powell and the Jets running game. Oh. Guys. You guys have a ter- you guys have an, a veteran quarterback who's not capable of too much. You have young receivers who aren't capable of much, but you have Powell. But hey, let's let's give the ball to Forte more. Let's give let's give Forte more targets in the receiving game. They ran the ball thirteen times. The Jets. Embarrassing. Well, you have like Javon Kirsto, Chad Hansen, Ardarius Stewart. I mean, you have so many big name receivers. Why, I mean, why don't just put the ball in their hands every play? I it's first of all, it's Tremaine. Javon Kirsto. Javon Kirsto. Played for the Titans. Um, but, yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I just don't understand the Jets' mindset. You have the running backs that are probably the only good players on your team at this point. And Powell is one of them. Powell was a fifth or sixth-round pick in most drafts, sometimes going earlier. And if he, if he's getting six carries a game, seven carries – he had seven carries. Seven carries in a game, that's just not good enough. He's not even a flex play at that point for me. I guess the, the last thing I'll say about the Bills is that um, Zay Jones, I was looking forward to some action there. I think he was on the, on the field at least like – one one play less than Jordan Matthews, which, Most of the game, which is exactly. huge. So yeah, he's on he's on the field. Hold on to him, guys. He only got targeted four times. Still the first insane. week. It's only yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's Charles yeah. Clay though. I will say Charles Clay. He's someone I'm targeting. I was expecting that though. I was. I was expecting I, Charles Clay to have a pretty decent impact. But then again, he did the same thing last year. He had a couple games where oh. he was awesome, and then you did not hear about him for four weeks. That's how it could be going forward, honestly. But I, hope, I think he's I hope not. pretty. I think he's a pretty decent start, um, especially with Jordan Matthews and Zay Jones being their first year in this offense. I think Charles Clay does have another year under his belt with them, and I think that he could have a pretty big you know, impact with Tyrod Taylor. Another AFC divisional battle here, which was uh, atrocious to watch, the oh. uh, Ravens-Bengals. It was so bad. Oh, man, the, the ginger. It was horrible. Or Red Rocket. He was not – whatever nickname he the Red was, rifle, had, he Red lost Rocket. it. He lost every oh. nickname. He played he, he was putrid. And I don't okay, say okay, that let's, word. <laughs> no, no, no. I truthfully – Horrific. I do not think he was as horrific as everyone. I think he was terrible. That offensive line is the reason he was so terrible. They were pretty bad. That offensive line – I was wrong, okay? I remember a few shows ago or – I don't remember what you it did. was. You but said I that they said, were good. I said that they – I didn't say they were good. I said that the Bengals drafted guys a few years ago knowing that they were going to lose certain players in free agency. Oh, yeah. They unfortunately drafted the wrong guys. <laughs> in your they, face. I'm okay with admitting my faults, and I'm okay with admitting. It's only one wrong. game still. It's only one game. But that no, that offensive line looked just absolutely awful, and Andy Dalton did not look good. And I think, but I think he will be okay going forward. Baltimore does have a you know very good defense, but it was that offensive line that's going to kill the running game too. Joe Mixon, I mean, the cream is going to rise to the top. I think with the running backs, and I think Joe Mixon is going to be the number one. Um, no, you know, going forward, but that offensive line is not going to help his cause. They only ran the ball 21 times. With those three running backs? Come on. 
Geo had the best. Uh, he probably had like the best game though. I mean, he had what yeah, seven carries say, for like fifty yards, which is yeah, great like, yards per carry. Geo had, yeah, had the best game out of all of them. It's it's just Joe Mixon had a one point one yard per carry, one point one. Buck Allen and Terrence West are the guys in this game. I think who sh- who showed you that going forward they're going to be pretty stable parts of that offense. Hey, Jeremy Macklin had a touchdown. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Two receptions, six yards. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> he looks pretty fast too, and he stayed healthy. So you know, yeah, for one hi- game, let's highlight the positives. Here. One game, yeah. he made it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Baltimore defense. Keep your eye on as well. Um, that one's good. S- sticking in the uh, in the division. Uh, Steelers Browns Browns surprisingly <laughs> keeping it keeping it close. I actually uh, was watching that for a little while. It was pretty competitive. Kaiser didn't look you know terrible. Probably Good game. one of the better better games that they've had out of a quarterback in the last like few years. Um, Antonio Brown obviously making ridiculous catches with three guys standing around. You know not doing much on defense. Crowell, don't be scared. It's only one game. Uh, even though Duke Johnson was lined up in the slot playing wide receiver the entire game. Which is good. Uh, Hugh Jackson will get something out of him, hopefully. I think the Browns go f- win four or five games. They did, surprisingly, against the Steelers. Corey Coleman. Thank God, like, thank God he got some action and actually scored. Um, my biggest takeaway from this game, and it should be the only takeaway, in my opinion, is Lev Bell. Oh. The best running back in the league. Um, I love David Johnson, and I think he is hand-in-hand with Le'Veon Bell. But... Le'Veon Bell got 10 carries. 10 carries against the Browns. It's pretty piss poor. The Browns have improved, and I think they will continue to improve, but the best running back in football just got 10 carries and had three receptions. Like, that's not good enough, especially for somebody who drafted him either first overall or second overall. I just, I don't understand why a team that has a weapon like Le'Veon Bell only get, I know Antonio had a great game, so that's where a lot of it went to, but Le'Veon Bell is that good. I just don't understand how Pittsburgh could be Giving him ten carries. Could be that he just came back from. I don't know. I think he, they said he was in hanging great out on the beach. His whole it was out, the same yeah. offense. Yeah, it was the same offense. He was in great shape. They said. I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. I buy into that. But I'm just. I, it was as somebody who owned him in one league. I was a little pissed. Disappointing. It's disappointing. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> and if he sucked, he sucked. But you gave him ten carries. Exactly. Like, you didn't give him a chance. Deshaun uh, Kaiser. I two quarterback leagues. I would definitely start Deshaun Kaiser. Going he forward. is absolutely because he can. He's he's a mobile quarterback too. He looks pretty. He looked pretty good too. And I mean, yeah, well, the first has, game it was against the Steelers. Like that's not it's not an easy yeah, matchup. Exactly, and it's he's, a good defense. He looks. He has a good. He has a good offensive line, which does help him. True. He does have. He, Joe, does. he they, does have Joe they Thomas that off, protecting right, him. They improved that offensive <laughs> line very much. So. Uh, Cardinals Lions, back over to the NFC. Uh, was watching this early on, thinking, like, yes, I only have Stafford on one team. Because I thought he was going to be terrible. That six six was terrible. He killed it. Cardinals D. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, I was talking to my cousin. He thinks the Cardinals D is going to be good. A yeah. little skeptical, you know. <laughs> and then what happens? Complete turnaround. The Cardinals uh, decided to sign up for their AARP memberships a little bit early. Look terrific. Matt Stafford picking them apart. Four touchdowns. Um, hotel, motel, Galladay in. Got, got in the end zone twice. Love it. He's uh, looking good. To keep your eye on. Yeah, that was. He's I mean, looking rookie really too, good. right? Look comfortable He's a rookie, jumping. Yeah. Golden Tate too, getting some action. Marvin Jones scored a touchdown. Amir Abdullah, what what is this? Yeah, Abdullah Abdullah didn't really um, perform as well as I was hoping he would. Nothing. Um, granted, Arizona does have a very good front seven, so they they are good at stopping the run. 
But I think that Abdul going forward, him and Riddick will both have good years. But I think Stafford looked really good he looked this awesome. game. That, that, first, yeah, that first series was not one of them. But after that, I think Stafford looked really, really good. And I think the Lions are going to – I mean, it was another – by the way, it was another fourth quarter comeback, right? Oh, so that's nine to date from that's, last that's year. That's nine. That's nine. Okay. <laughs> he had eight last year. He already started the first game of the season with a uh, fourth quarter comeback. You think he's so going to break if his that's record? How they win, if that's how they win, that's how they win. There's really nothing – I mean, <laughs> I wish they would play like that the whole game. But I think that the Cardinals are in trouble. I do. I think the Cardinals are in a lot of trouble. And – I'm, I'm not sure I would start anybody other than Fitz at this point. <laughs> Maybe their defense still, just for the fact of special teams, they do get touchdowns from time to time. Yeah, I mean, I would start them in certain games. They're going to play San Francisco twice. Yeah, I thought this game was eh. I wasn't a huge fan of the game. I, it was all parties in general. I think it was a pretty poor fantasy output from this game. Stafford. Besides yeah, besides Galladay and, and Golden, Golden Tate. Tate. Yeah, besides Busse. Besides Galladay, Golden Tate, I, I don't know. Wasn't a huge fan of this game. So disappointed in Abdullah. Whatever they're trying to do there, I, I'm not giving up hope yet, all you Abdullah fans out there, but I watched him play in Nebraska. He looks good and, in Nebraska. He looks really good. Oh, that might have been the, his best footballs behind him. It might be, I, uh, it might be time to move on. Let's say. I disagree. <laughs> I like Amir I like Abdullah, and I'm still willing to give him a chance this year. I'm a big well, fan. Well, it's a good thing we're recording this, because then we can discuss it later in the season. We'll talk about how well, Sean McCoy got hurt and Abdullah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Can't predict injuries. <laughs> Uh, Jaguars Texans. I don't think there's really much more to say since we probably beat this game to a pulp with all the uh, you know the injuries and the mm-hmm. just the horrific play on the side of the Texans. Deshaun so. Watson. Yeah, I, I'm surprised Tom Savage. What did he make it till halftime? I oh, know he made it till halftime, and then I think Deshaun started the second yep. half. Uh, yeah, I mean Deshaun's now the name the starter, which is pretty evident. We saw that coming. You can't take your starting quarterback out after one half in game one and expect to put him back in game two. Game two. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway from this is actually DeAndre Hopkins. Um, 16 targets. So, uh, yeah, we might not see the efficiency. We might see kind of like an Allen Robinson type of efficiency with Blake Bortles, but he's getting targeted. He's getting peppered with targets. Him and uh, Deshaun Watson are going to be on the same wavelengths. And I think DeAndre Hopkins, as much as I don't think it's the sexiest pick anymore, but I really think that I think he's going to get a ton of targets and he'll get a touchdown here and there. The touchdown numbers aren't going to be high anymore, but the yardage and the receptions I think will be. So I hope so. I think I think he's a must start now. If if Watson is playing so. quarterback, if Watson's playing quarterback, I think he's a must start every week. That, is the opening the opening drive when he scored the the touchdown. He yeah. tossed it to he tossed it to DeAndre pretty much every every single passing down. Clemson, Clemson. And now that they have no tight end, they have no tight end. I mean, Fedorowicz yeah. oh is my out, God, Fedorowicz. which is another thing to talk about. Fedorowicz, which who oh. I was high on, is IR. They lost Ryan Griffin for this game, at least. The whole the whole tight end core is, is concussed um, this week. Yeah. So I think that going you know going into the game against Cincinnati, it's going to be resting on Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins. Lamar Miller, come on, buddy. I like Lamar Miller. Running I still in quicksand. Like I still like him this week. I still like Lamar Miller. I do. He's if I play him as my running back too, I am completely fine with it. Well, he's my RB1 now since David Johnson is out. That's <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, Raiders-Titans. This had the um, you know, the makings of a potential playoff preview game here. I think the um, I think I was a little shocked that the Titans have been a run-first team. Um, and they only ran the ball 18 total times. I think I was a little concerned about that. Mario got hurt last year. He's making his way back from injury 40 times in the first game. I mean, the Raiders don't have the greatest defense. I think you could have exploited a little bit of the uh, the front seven by just trying to pound the rock uh, between the tackles a little bit more. 
Um, but overall, I liked all the targets to Cooper. I was very disappointed that he dropped like like three or four passes within the five yard line and the end zone after he scored that Wait, touchdown. You're talking about Amari Cooper dropping passes? Is he that, dropped is like that a, four is passes. Is that a surprise to you? Amari Cooper has stone hands. But he should <laughs> be better. Cooper. Amari but Cooper he should can't. be better. <laughs> That's why Crabtree is such an integral part of that oh. offense because Crabtree catches. Okay, Amari Cooper can't catch. Literally catches. Look at this. Crabtree had seven targets for six receptions. Amari Cooper had thirteen targets, only had five receptions. That's terrible. Well, he's got Winnie <laughs> the Pooh clubs out there, dude, trying to like it's open terrible. a honeypot, trying to catch the football. He's just like, it's disgusting. I I was like, yes, a second touchdown. Oh, a drop. Yes, yeah, a no. second touchdown. Oh, a drop. Cooper, Cooper has a lot of problems. That's why Crabtree is so important in the red zone. That's why uh, Crabtree will continue to have, I think, more touchdowns than Cooper will, yeah. because he can far can trust him more in the in the red zone. It's just Cooper is the big play guy, but I just. I'm good. I'd rather I have Crabtree on several teams, and I will be happy with him. Love Derek Carr. I'm happy having Derek Carr and Marshawn. I thought Marshawn looked pretty solid from his. Yeah, I think he did too. Guys were having trouble tackling him. They needed to gang tackle him, and he he was looking pretty good. And he is definitely a must start next week. Um, because who who are they playing? Who are they playing? They're playing the Jets. They're playing. playing? Yeah, so he's a must start next week. (laughs) Oh my god! I can't. I can't do it. If you're looking for a survivor pick. Oakland Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. The Oakland uh, Raiders. My only thing from this game, um, first of all, I thought it was going to be a higher scoring game, so 26-16 was a little bit low for me. Disappointing. Yeah, you and everybody uh, two, else, pal. Two, pre- <laughs> two pretty big offenses. I would, you know, Anybody who took the under on this game really made out. Um, but I think the big thing was Corey Davis had 10 targets. I, I wasn't expecting that in week one. I know Corey Davis is a good receiver, but you know, I was expecting Rashard, Rashard, had a, Rashard Matthews had a good week, and I think Rashard Matthews is still a pretty good streaming option, you know, that wide receiver three or flex option in your team, on your team. But Corey Davis getting, you know, six receptions, 69 yards on 10 targets is a pretty sweet start to the season. And if they're going to be throwing the ball 40 times a game, I, I mean, Delaney Walker, Delaney Walker is not going to be getting seven receptions every game. So I think that Corey Davis could really be a nice wide receiver. By season's end, he could be a wide receiver two on your team. And I'd be okay with that because they clearly want to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, they do. 41 times. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. For, that's a, Mar- for Mariota, that was a lot. That's a lot for a rate, for any quarterback. That's a lot for Mariota. True. It's disgusting. He was making some contested catches, too, like like high point. Like, he was high pointing it. He was. He was, He was. looked pretty good out there, actually. I, I wasn't expecting it to be so quick that he would be big in that offense, but I'm wrong. I, I, I was surprised. Uh, NFC East showdown here in our nation's capital. The Redskins looking just a little sluggish, kind awesome. of um, how they how they looked in the preseason too. Cousins um, was a top five QB last year. Did not come out the gate swinging. Crowder could have been a little hurt. I was disappointed in his performance. I think he only yeah. had what, yeah he was bad. He got three in targets some, in standard leagues. He had negative so points. In, in standard leagues, he had negative points. Yeah, fumble on a punt return. It's like how is that yeah. even possible? That's awful. Yeah. So he, I started him on two teams this week, and it did not end well. It does not pay but, well, yeah. No, Ryan Kelly either. I think in, in the preseason, it seemed like once the offense was um, finally had its legs under him is when they were actually running the ball, Bobby giving Kelly? it to, to Rob Fat Kelly. Fat, Fat Rob. Rob Kelly. Fat Rob. Fat Bob. Fat Bob. <laughs> Fat Bob. <laughs> and then they didn't give him the ball either, though. Like, no. So if, if you started him, I don't you know what they were doing. started Crowder, you were disappointed. If you're a Redskins fan, I think you were a little disappointed. So. I'm not, yeah, I don't yeah, think I'm worried. No, I mean because Terrell Pryor got targeted eleven times. That's but that's that's pretty big. Kirk eleven he, times. He overthrew him so many times. Every time like, that one touched, like that was a touchdown to to Pryor in the end zone. But he yeah. way overthrew him. He's he's Grant, a tall, he's a tall dude, but he's not that tall. 
Ryan Grant and Chris Thompson had eight catches for over 100 yards combined. Hey, so Chris Thompson yeah, that's, had one hell of a game. Yeah, he that's going to hurt Grant more than I thought. Yeah, those those two are going to hurt the value, I think, of Jordan Reed and James and uh, James and Crowder. So I think if they continue on that path, and Kirk Cousins be, is throwing to Ryan Grant and throwing to Chris Thompson out of the backfield, uh, James and Crowder might not be as important then, which surprises me because I thought Crowder was an 85 reception guy this season, and he still could be. He still could be. I'm not trying to write him off week one, but I it's just really tough to see that happen. Yeah. Because now I don't know what to do. And yeah, was, me too. I think I'm going to try and balance some of my rosters and potentially go after uh, Pryor. Maybe somebody just noticed that they didn't score I, a lot of points. Yeah. I, I drafted Pryor. I, I drafted Pryor in a, in a lot of leagues, and I have a lot of upside for him. I think he could really finish this this year as a as a wide receiver one in that 12 I, to 15 range. I hope so. I, I do, and I think Kirk will snap out of it. I think that this was a bad, a bad week for them. But they Kirk always play have, the Eagles. Yeah, like tough. Yeah. Like he doesn't play. He doesn't play the Eagles good. Kirk Cousins. Philly, if you look at his past games against them, Philly has a very good rush defense too, which really help, do. doesn't help. That does not help um, Washington because they wanted to try to establish the run game, and I just think they gave up on that and tried to just air it out as much as possible. And it wasn't a good game. How about Nelson, Nelson Aguilar? He's going to be probably the number one pickup of this week. Besides Kerwin Williams or Tariq Cohen, he'll be the number one waiver-wired guy. Will be Nelson Aguilar. But and I'm I'm good. Here's, I'm I was going to say. Here's my question. The only reason is because Jeffrey was covered by Josh Norman. Correct. So, but yeah. I think they're playing the Chiefs next week. So actually, this well, could be a good week to pick him up because he's going to be on. Marcus Peters is going to be on Jeffrey. He doesn't right, shadow though. He doesn't. Right. It's it's. But he has to play Washington again. He has to play the Giants twice, and yep. and uh, you know Jenkins is going to be on him twice. So I just uh, I understand that Aguilar might be a you know a nice pick, but I think that Ertz is going to still be targeted heavily. I think Ertz could really go towards that you know ninety five reception total this year. I, I think. Too. Yeah, I really do. Him and him and Wentz really have a really nice rapport together, and I think that you know between Darren Sproles and um, you know. Alshon there, I, I just don't see Aguilar really being a huge part of that offense. Could he be a boomer bust stream guy? Absolutely. You know, he could get you that three reception, 70 yards and a touchdown. But I'm not willing to start that when because in some weeks he can get me zero. Uh, Indianapolis Colts and the former St. Louis, former, what are they now? Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams. Former Los Angeles, current Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> Another dumpster fire. Good start of a team. to the, uh, yeah, Colts. youngest youngest quarterback, right? Sean McVay. Uh, growing up in the NFL, coach. the NFL landscape, I think he's like 34 years old, right? Oh, the 31, 34, coach. whatever yeah, it is. He is. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Congrats, man. It's, Some his, players um, are older than him. <laughs> yeah, no, he has players on his team that are older. Than him. Yeah, and it's nice that he has his grandfather Wade Phillips, uh, a great defensive mind, you know, coaching the defense out there. What a boob. Yeah. <laughs> and seeing Scott Tolzien on the other side of the field, oh right? No Andrew Luck. Oh my God! That, that Scott Tolzien looked just I just, just feel, I just feel for Scott Tolzien. I want to give him a hug. Like he's just <laughs> nobody. I know he's not that good of a quarterback, but it's like holy why is he the back? Crap. No, no, I don't, I'm not getting. I will not get political here. I'm not even. I didn't even think about talking this, and I don't even want to get political. But God, Scott Tolzien is starting for this team, and Colin Kaepernick is still out there in free agency, yeah. and it. That, it baffles me beyond belief because Colin Kaepernick has had some had a rough year, you know, playing for the 49ers, but he is worlds better than Scott Tolzien is. Yeah, and it is. absolutely baffles me because of his political beliefs that he hasn't signed. Hell, and Tim it's Tebow. With, it's nothing to do with his off. It's nothing to do with how he plays football. It's how he, you know, how he proceeds to protest. And of course, we're not going to get into that right now, but oh, it just not. kind of, it just, <laughs> no, we're not. It's just, it's just kind of, it's just unbelievable to me how he could, Scott Tolzien can have a job for a team like the Colts and Kaepernick is still out there. But 
I just I Brissette, digress. Brissette will probably start the next game, though. He will, and he should. I still yeah, want to start anyone on the Colts. Maybe Frank Gore, but Marlon Mack ugh. taking a freaking touchdown away from him. Yeah, that's going to be the problem this year is he's going to poach. I think he's going to poach some touchdowns. I was afraid Robert Turbin might, but I think Marlon Mack might. And that's not good because I have Gore on a few teams. So just avoid that <laughs> so, whole offense. Yeah. and Maybe Jack and Doyle. The, Jack Doyle looked pretty good. He looked pretty decent. He did. Maybe. He did. And a tight end is a, a, tight end is a friend for, uh, for a quarterback, quarterback struggling. Yeah. So, but for me, this game, it's the Rams. I mean, Jared Goff, this was a huge confidence game for him. I mean, he looked, he looked fantastic. He really did. And that's crazy to say out loud, but Jared Goff looked really good. Uh, Todd Gurley did not. So Todd Gurley got his points. He got his receptions. He got a touchdown. He had five receptions, 56 yards. He had a touchdown, but just again, two yards per carry. That's just not good enough. It's It's not. It is the first first game. I, I like I like to see him getting five catches for fifty six yards because yeah. they did yeah. they, they said preseason. I think the head coach said that they want to get him involved more in the passing game and this and they will. This is and this they is will. good. This I'm he's going to have fifty it. receptions. Yeah. yeah, he's going to have fifty receptions this year. But what scares me with him though is is the fact that I drafted him based on his opportunities, not so much his production. And while he's living up to that, you know, I drafted him because he's going to get 250 carries. He's going to get 50 receptions, but I still don't want him to get me two yards per carry. That's not going to be good enough for where I got him in the second round. True. I don't care how much production he, I don't know. I don't care how many opportunities he has. His production isn't good enough. So I'll take his week one stats. Yeah. I mean, the points, I'll take the points. True. Not the exactly. As a I'll running back. Yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> what about the all time leading NCAA receiver, Cooper cup? Yeah, he, uh, he looks really good. He looks very good. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't think he was gonna play this game, and I was very very surprised when he did. Yep, same here. But I I think he's he's him and Sammy opposite each other are really nice. I mean, I I think Sammy Watkins has the explosion, but Cooper Cup is more of a of a reliable receiver who I I think could trust to get five you know four or five receptions a game. Speaking of uh, teams that played really well, the Green Bay Packers. Um, dismantling the Seahawks, I think Russell Wilson. Oh yeah, who we all thought would be a potential top five uh, quarterback again this year, based on you know some of the some of the banter, oh, some I, of the I still information, think dialogue coming out of you know coming out of Seattle and all those famous sports networks. Um, he he could be. I, I have him on a couple teams. I have faith, but that offensive line oh, is the, basically it like might be just, the worst ever. It might be the worst thing I've ever seen. A bunch of matadors letting the bull run by, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they trade their center for Jimmy Graham? I mean, I'm still, I'm still like, confused. I'm yeah. still confused by that. By Seattle, that trade a couple Seattle years ago. is basically Seattle's offensive line is the New York Giants linebacking core. Oh, it's God. all guys they either got in seventh round or undrafted who they think, hey, we can, we can we put can them do in. It. Hold the <laughs> second round pick out of Clemson. <laughs> What's the second round pick? Third round. He was a seventh round pick, I think. Oh, oh BJ boy. Goodson, third round out of Clemson. He was we'll, their we'll, captain we'll when they won a we'll, we'll come back to the championship. But my point is that, you know, the <laughs> Giants get away with it, though, with the linebacking core, but Seattle's not. Seattle cannot get away with how bad their offensive line is. You know, George Fant was going to be their left tackle, who was super raw himself and wasn't capable of being left tackle. And Luke Jokel. And then he's gone for the year. Luke he's, Jokel is a bust. He's I mean, just, he, he shouldn't be playing on a team right now. He's, I think that... <laughs> From a fantasy perspective here, do not start any of their running backs ever. Why would they go after five running backs? They went all they went after running backs instead of offensive linemen, and yeah, then we realized like, oh, we got to actually line some guys up to block for them. And just, they're terrible patchwork, man. A bunch of band aids that ripped. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if there's any if there's any uh, highlights for the for the Seahawks, I do think Chris Carson will be their starting running back by week five or six. I'm saying earlier, uh, maybe even earlier. I think Paul Richardson really has established himself as the number two. So seven targets. Uh, that's, that's literally all I can take away from this is the fact that um, Chris Carson could be a, a a running back three flex kind of guy, but I'm still good. I'm I'm good. Yeah, Doug Baldwin, you're still going to start him. <laughs> oh yeah, every week. These games, Probably. these games are always interesting. Seattle and Green Bay. Um, yeah, I mean Green Bay looked. Yeah. Green Bay looked good. Green Bay they looked didn't look good. Okay. They didn't look great. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, they looked okay. Ty Montgomery, you know, got his fill. He got his fifty yards on the ground and a touchdown, and then he had his four receptions for thirty-nine yards. So he got you a good game. Jordy had his touchdown, but welcome for me back. it's Randall Cobb. Yep, welcome back, Randall Cobb. For me it's Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb has just cemented himself, in my opinion, even though it's one week, as the number two. And he's going to be. He got targeted 13 times. Nine catches. Devontae got targeted seven times. So um, maybe it's the offense. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's the defense, how they were going after you know a certain cornerback on Seattle. But I just I think that Randall Cobb is here to be their number two. Rodgers okay. is going to throw a crap ton, too. Yeah. Every, yeah, single, I think. every single game. I'm yeah, okay. and, yeah, I'm okay with it, too, because Ty Montgomery, even if you have Ty Montgomery, he's going to be huge in the pass game, too. I mean, he was so. a receiver. Right, so, exactly. exactly. So I just so it's I, like, it doesn't matter if they pass a lot, they're going to pass to Montgomery. San Francisco 49ers kicking off uh, Kyle Shanahan, the John Lynch era. Um, eh, I guess not not horrific. Eh. I mean, it's only one game, like we've said before. The Panthers, I think, didn't bring their A game, but they did neither did the win. 49ers. Yeah, their their B game was better than whatever the 49ers brought. Unfortunately, guys. Um, Jonathan Stewart. Um, 82 yards total and a touchdown. Love it. Which is my only concern when it comes to McCaffrey because I think when he got the ball, he looked he looked pretty shifty. He didn't break anything long, but I think they're going to try and monitor his monitor his work um, early in the season, so he might not. I mean, he's going to have to work work with the you know the lower the lower volume touches. I think if you're going to see some see some big plays, but I yeah. mean, obviously long term. Long term, I like I like him a lot on that. Offense. I I think short term and long term. I mean, even if he gets 15 carries, he's going to get you four. I think he's going to get you close to four yards per carry, even if he gets 15 carries. So you're looking at 50 to 60 rushing yards, but you're also looking at you know four plus receptions per game and who knows how many receiving yards. I just I I think even if they limit his touches, I still think McCaffrey is a must start every week be because effective. he's he's effective in every facet of the game. And I love him. I mean, I don't have him on any teams, and I'm kind of pissed about that. I love Christian McCaffrey, and I think that he's going to help Cam out a lot this year. Uh, let's hope. Let's really hope that Cam actually decides to start throwing a lot more to the running backs. He needs I mean, to I save his body. He really needs to save his body. Yeah, Cam didn't look great in this game. No, he really didn't. He really he didn't. Look, he didn't look very good. Um, but at the same time, they got the win against a pretty terrible team. Which um, they should have. And yeah. For me, the receiving core for Carolina is subpar at best. Right now, I hope yeah. Kel- I hope Kelvin at least. I think Kelvin comes back is, to yeah. his old ways. I think who looks really good is is Carlos Hyde. I think yeah, Carlos yeah, Hyde yeah. looks fantastic. <clears throat> I mean, a lot of another guy who's another guy who's made yeah. of glass. He is super brittle, but he had he averaged five yards per carry. Granted, yep. he only got he only got nine carries, which to me is absurd. They're playing um, from behind a little bit, though. I know, I know, but still. But he did have his receptions. Six, six receptions, six, six 32 catches. yards. That's pretty solid I, right I think. I think that Hyde looked good. I think Garcon is a must-start every week. Yeah. I think Garcon is going to be Brian Hoyer's top target every week. I think he's going to get his fill. He's going to get his touchdowns here and there. He's a wide receiver three or flex option every week for me. 
The Giants, Cowboys. I'm not even going to. I mean, Ooh, I. Ooh, yeah, go Cowboys. The <laughs> New honestly, York football woo, Giants. I passed out before the game because of uh, because of excitement from the 1 o'clock and the 4 o'clock games, if that's what you want to call it. Um, so <laughs> I, I missed the game. And from, from what I've heard, that I didn't really miss anything. So Odell Beckham, whenever, you know, take your time, but, you know, hurry up. Because apparently <laughs> Eli and the bad. offense desperately need you. Um, Shane Vereen. I did see that they threw two they bring- ten times, and I believe each pass though was within like five yards of the line of scrimmage, which is okay. He could be a good pickup for in PPR leagues if, if if we really have nothing else, and Paul Perkins and the offensive line can't you know get a run game going. But you know that's that's neither here nor there. It's only one game. No run game whatsoever. <laughs> the Giants they will they won't have a thousand yard rusher for a while unless they draft someone. Paul Perkins. He had he's, every opportunity. Paul Perkins is terrible. He's pretty like, bad. He is. I think here's my here's my um, take. I think Orleans no Orleans Darkwell will be the starting running back by week four, which is pretty sad to say. He will be. He's better than him, and it's and not. Even he's close. not even that good. Yeah, he's okay. he's okay. He's actually not bad. He's decent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think him and him and Vereen will go well together because Vereen I think was really pretty solid in this game. Um, nine receptions, 51 yards. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. I mean, that's fine with me. Um, Orleans Darkwa is not a talented running back, but he's okay, and it, anything is better than Paul Perkins. So if you drafted Paul Perkins, just just stash him somewhere. I don't care where. All right, that's enough so, out of you. Let's let the Jeff, Cowboys I'm, fans I'm, talk about the Cowboys, and we'll Cowboys move on, all right? Let's go, let's go. Cowboys. I was unfortunately <laughs> working. Otherwise, I probably would have went to the tailgate at this game. <laughs> Tickets are way too expensive for Cowboys-Giants. Dak being very efficient, as he always is. Jason Witten, my man, still doing it. He has such great performances against the Giants. And I and I like to see that, too, that he actually got a bunch of targets still with Zeke playing. I think at PPR, Witten is probably a start, maybe a 12-14 team league. The touchdowns, if he's not getting touchdowns, he'll probably get you, what, between 40, 60 yards a game, maybe like four or five catches, which isn't Witten. awful, but... So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll Zeke. We'll figure things out with Zeke, and then. Yeah. Well, the NFL needs to get their stuff together. Exactly. They need to get their shit together. You're all jerks, all right. <laughs> hey, for the moving Giants, on to the. Uh, I, yeah, I like sorry. I like Engram actually. I think Engram oh, looked pretty oh. good for the Giants. Yeah. If that's a if that's a shining light, what have you. <laughs> Thank you. Really appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, he's a first round draft pick. He, he should be good, in theory. Monday Night Football. I almost wish they did this every week. It's like, selfishly, I wish there were never buys. There were two Monday Night games, and there were like six games of four. Because when there's only three games of four, it just it just doesn't have the same feeling. Unless there's like eight or nine games at one, right? You're like, oh, that's it? Three games. Oh, now what? When there's commercials on all three, what do I do? I can't watch football every second of the day. So, yeah, it's pretty trust bad. me, I'm still, still amazing. I'll talk to Roger, see what we can do about it. Maybe we'll just add more teams so then there's more games. Good to do that. Wow. that Pro- problem solved. I'm cool with um, Saints and the Vikings. It seemed almost for a second that Sean Payton forgot that he had a couple guys in the team. I don't know if he didn't want to use Adrian Peterson. I think the first play of the game he looked like beastly, like running over half the team. And then he only gave him five more carries. He barely played. If you if you guys were watching it, there was a moment on the sideline when AP was just straight mean mugging Sean Payton. Yeah, and, I saw that. And Sean Payton just kind of looked at him. He wasn't mean like, mugging him. He was saying things to him too. He was oh, talking. All I, all I saw yeah. was a blank, like blank face emoji stare. Where like, what are you doing? Like, I want to leave right now. Yeah, I want to go to the New talks. York Giants. 
He was saying something to him, right? No, I think if anybody's going to leave, it'd be Mark Ingram at this point. Uh, he looks he looks pretty good. I mean, yeah, five receptions, fifty four yards for Ingram. I'll he got the ball. I think the story here though is Alvin Kamara. Kamara, surprisingly, yeah. paced the unit right. Um, snaps, thirty one, carry seven, target six. He look he looks pretty good. Um, but the Saints got to get their get their ish together, I think, in a hurry, or this could be another long season because Dennis Allen somehow still has his job. Well, their defense is their defense is terrible. And it has been for a very long time. Kenny Vaccaro cannot do it all. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I do. I agree. This the, Minnesota team is really good, though. Holy crap, did they look good. Sam Bradford. Yeah, is really na- now he's looking like the first pick. Like, no, Minnesota. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sam Bradford didn't just look good. He was he was throwing passes I've never seen anyone throw probably besides Aaron Rodgers. He was throwing some precision passes that I could not get over. So to Adam Thielen to um, Thielen Thielen buddy Stephon to Stephon Diggs you, you like I mean, Adam Thielen both right, of them. Kyle don't, don't you like I, Adam Thielen I love you, you both like, of them you like Adam Thielen I love Adam Thielen <laughs> do not bench him <laughs> ever do not oh ever. oh no Adam oh, Thielen and Stephon Diggs just proved I think they could both be a thousand yard receivers this year hell I Kyle Rudolph it. even looked pretty good too he was he, he was did. just spreading he the was ball kind around. of small uh, yeah I mean Rudolph isn't going to be as integral in the offense as he yeah. was last year that's because of Thielen emerging but. Dalvin Cook, what a debut! He played very well. I thought he played very well. He was almost averaging six yards per carry. He played very well. <laughs> <laughs> and there's AP there's on the that. sideline, back in Minnesota, yeah. playing nine. I think he played nine snaps total. No, he played. He played nine snaps. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was very low though. It's probably close to that. Yeah, yeah I, I would have said something to Sean Payton too. Why? Why'd you bring me here, bro? You got the you got yeah, this other guy here. Then you just drafted this guy. I mean, what are you, what's going yeah. on here? Well, that was that's a big question that I had in like whenever he was whenever he signed with them is why did they bring him here? You, yeah, you, I just didn't understand it. Very odd. I but hey, I, I hope they find a way to what something to do with him. Meanwhile, if you have him on your team, I think he is definitely a bench guy at this point. Unless until you know what he is in that offense, I think you bench him. Vikings just ran away with it. Love it. Fionn Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Sam Bradford. Let's not forget last year they started out 5-0 and and then only won two of the remaining games. So it's it's still early, but so far looking very good in Minnesota, the home of the next Super Bowl. And the late game, the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Chargers. Go Chargers Hunter Henry. Go. I'm going to just kick this off with, with Hunter Henry. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> good game, good game, Hunter. He played 23 snaps. He didn't get a target, and I think he he blocked or attempted to block on a few of these plays. That was it. Damn. What Wait, happened guys, to him? You Antonio guys Gates is still there, but what happened to this guy? What are you guys Austin, doing? Do you guys know who Austin Eckler is? Because I sure as hell don't. He had two receptions for 18 yards for the Chargers. Yeah. Who, that is terrible. Austin, I don't know who he is. Austin Eckler? No. Just Anthony <laughs> Lynn. We'll, we'll oh. give you guys a second to go Google him. Figure out who he is. <laughs> I have no Because let us know. <laughs> All questions must must be submitted in writing. Hey, Keenan. Dial one information. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm I'm happy though about the Chargers is that Keenan Allen scored a touchdown. He came out of the game healthy. Has the makings of a potential, I think, low end W R one. Love it. Um, he's gonna get some targets. Big fan. Melvin Gordon is gonna get the ball a lot. I don't know why they kind of went away from him. Um Considering that he ran all over them, I think 150 yards game last year. I know things change, but if something's working, if it's not broke, right? Keep feeding him. Melvin Gordon is—he's—he's he's never going to be more than I think a 3.6 to 
yards per carry kind of guy. His is all based on workload. It's all based on his um, his opportunity there and um, on touchdowns. So I'm not a huge fan of Melvin Gordon. I know plenty of people are, but I'm not. Um, I did like the way C.J. Anderson played, though. Looked, I did. I, I think he looks pretty good. I think Anderson, I mean, he's not going to be huge in the in the pass game, which kind of stinks. But, I mean, he was averaging four yards per carry. I mean, he looked good. He had a, you know, a decent run. Um, he had an 18-yard run, which I thought looked pretty good. It wasn't anything flashy, but I'm okay with him as my running back, too, at this point. How about Jamal Charles getting some action? <laughs> he looks pretty good, too, actually. Demarius, he, he, I, he wasn't getting targeted early on, wasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't. He got. He had a. He had a catch to start the game, I think. But yeah, then he was but kind then of, he was kind of fizzled he, out. Yeah. Yeah, but Demarius is a good player. I mean, he's a great player. The problem is, he's, his touchdown production is just not going to be there. He's going to get five touchdowns, maybe. Not with Trevor Simeon, yeah. Yeah, he's going to get five or six touchdowns, but his his targets and his I mean his receptions and his yardage is going to be nice. It's going to be you know top twelve. I'm not sure uh, about Emmanuel Sanders, but I don't have him. That's why I don't really care. Yeah, I eight mean, Benny, targets for Demarius Thomas and six targets for Emmanuel Sanders. Benny Fowler killed everybody. Two touchdowns is just come on, spread the wealth somewhere else, man. Like Trevor. spread the wealth. That's why trying to separate NFL from fantasy is so hard. Because great, they won. He got two touchdowns, but like, why couldn't you throw that to you know C.J. Anderson or to Emmanuel Sanders? You know, it's just it sucks. Looking ahead, week two, we got Thursday night football. I, I personally am not a huge fan of Thursday night games. I know, you, I don't think you are either, brother, or Kyle, probably not. Yeah, I hate them, too. I hate them. It's pretty cool because Thursday night you get to watch football, but fantasy production is just not good for Thursday night. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, for some reason, I just do not like starting a Thursday. Even if somebody does go off, I still don't feel satisfied in it. Yeah, it needs to be a big game for the Bengals to see who they are as a team after that awful performance last week. Against the Houston Texans, I just, what do you I cannot, what do you think? Are you starting any running backs? What do you what's what's your thoughts? I'm I'm starting Joe Mixon still. Um, I think, like I said before, the cream does rise to the top, and Joe Mixon is the cream of that crop. Um, I I do I, I like Joe Mixon. I, I think his production was god awful this past week, but all of them. he's still he's still their best running back. I'm gonna give Andy Dalton another shot. While I probably won't start him, I'm going to give him a shot to you know give himself an out from last week against Baltimore. But Houston's defense has looked pretty shaky. Um, I love A.J. Green. He's a must-start, obviously. Tyler Eifert, for me, is still a must-start. start, yep. Yeah, I mean, I think besides Andy, they're all must-starts for me, is Mixon, Green, and Eifert. Uh, for Houston, I'm just going to you know give my last few, and then I'll just pass it off to Chris. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a Lamar Miller fan. I'm still going to start Lamar Miller against Cincinnati. Their front seven. I mean, Geno Atkins is still good, but I'm just still not a fan of their front seven. And I just, I really still like DeAndre Hopkins. I think that no matter, I think that if him and Deshaun are, you know, on the same page, I think he's going to get peppered with targets, like I said before. And, you know, look for him to get those, you know, maybe six, seven receptions, 70, 80 yards, and maybe more in a touchdown. So those are my clips of the week, especially with no tight end. The Bengals, when they played the Ravens, they gave up 157 yards on the ground. So I like yeah. Lamar this week, too. Yeah, I think just to uh, you know bring this all together and close us out here, um, my only two must-starts, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, two wide receiver ones this week. Um, obviously a strong hold moving forward. Joe Mixon, as you've heard the, uh, the red-haired individual on this, on this podcast talk <laughs> about the cream rising to the top. I believe that will happen as well eventually. I'm just not so... I just don't know what's going to happen yet, right? So, keeping out of my, keeping him out of my lineup for now. Lamar Miller's the only potential other guy that I'm that I'm thinking about. Um, I think they're going to have to try and run the ball with Deshaun Watson, but I'm 
Not sold. He's a must-start. Come on. Yeah. Not really sold. Not fully sold. He's a must-start. Especially like he's running, hey, weren't you the, wait, weren't you the one? Out weren't you the one who said that your first, you know, six round picks or so, you're, you know, you, you drafted them there so you could start them. Well, Lamar Miller is a third, maybe second, third, fourth round pick, and <laughs> you drafted them there. You got to start, right? I, I, I think the, I, I, I believe he said that. That is, that's correct. The thing is, the thing is, gentlemen, is I didn't draft him this year. I have him on my dynasty but from years speaking, ago. But you're speaking from your perspective. What about for listeners who did draft him? He is a like, star, right? Like myself. <laughs> and, me. <laughs> and me. I think it's a tough one. You're right. Because you probably don't have. Uh, yeah. Well, or you're, you know, <laughs> There's, the they waiver. just have no one else right now either. Like, I don't, I think it's just the Lamar the show. End, the tight end core is all down. Oh. Fedorowicz is, is on IR now. Well, he's on concussion IR, I thought. Isn't that different? I don't think so. I think he's on IR. I think oh. because he had two concussions back to back in the preseason, and now he is on IR, which means he doesn't get back to what week nine, oh, week Lord. eight, yeah, something like that. Eight weeks or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which is good. I mean, good because concussions should be taken more seriously than they have been. And Ryan Griffin's but, out too. So and Ryan Griffin's out too. Insert, and Steven insert third. And, and their third tight end is out. No, the third <laughs> tight end is out too. I think. Oh Lord. <laughs> Thank you guys again for tuning in. Really appreciate it. It's great to be back. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys for uh, keeping us going while I've been gone. But thank you for rejoining us. Not a problem. Um, fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Dig, digging the energy. Football. Thank you. Fall weather. Just around the corner. Got a little uh, tease this weekend. It was like in the mid-60s. Now it's back to 80. What are, you, what are you doing to us, Mother Nature? That's beautiful. Um, it is not you know, beautiful. Hope all the people, Florida, St. Thomas, Texas, you know, speedy recoveries. You can catch us at thefantasyfam.com. You can also download our podcast on iTunes under the Fantasy Fam. It's the Fantasy Fam, signing off.